0: Good morning, church. Good to see you guys this morning, and thank you for joining us online. Uh, We welcome you, and uh, hey, we have a good morning lined up ahead of us. I just want to give a few kind of gathering announcements, as we usually do, so we're all in the same loop. If you're joining us online for the first time, um, there's a few things we do, communion every Sunday, and, and so we partake. And that with some crackers and some juice later on. So, if you I encourage you to gather those at home and you can be creative and whatever elements you might have. Um, but we'd love to have you take part in that with us a little later. Um, also, part of our worship m- morning is giving. And uh, of course, we won't be passing plates, but there's an opportunity to give online at communitaschurch.com or you can also mail in checks to 824 Laurel Street, Brainerd, Minnesota. And, uh, and so, encourage you with that as well. Um, and there's also Opportunities galore to step in and volunteer. And uh, especially um, we have some children's church going on during Sunday mornings that we're always looking for helpers. We have some technical aspects, whether it's running slides or sound or music or cleaning. um, And the list goes on, administrative stuff, whatever, announcements even. Um, And so I encourage you, if you're even tossing that around your brain a little bit, um, but maybe you got some more questions we'd love to talk to you about that, and uh, we won't just throw you to the wolves uh, we'd love to come alongside you and teach you and 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 whatever to get you comfortable with that so um also this morning we got some kind of interesting um, new things happening uh, one Emma here is <laughs> kind of taking charge and leading us in music this morning, and so this is her first time doing that, and so we're excited to have her. Um, uh, um doing that, we're all about disciple-making here at Communitas and growing up le- new um, leaders to lead us, and uh, so we're just encouraged to have her do that. We also have a first-time preacher this morning here, and that's Ms. Mrs. Megan Pence, and she's going to be preaching a little later, so we're excited to have her as well bring in the word. And uh I was just talking to her a little bit beforehand, and she's... little nervous but excited and uh so we're excited and we just know that she'll do a good job um but with that i'm gonna pray uh for the morning and we'll get on with worship uh jesus you are good and uh i just thank you for who you are and your incredible love for us and your incredible pursuit um for us and uh I pray as we gather as one body this morning, whether here physically or online, and just I think of all the churches um, around this community and our state and nation and world, and uh, that we would be unified um, under your incredible name, and uh, that we would be able to represent you well and show your love well. um, But also that we would, as a people group, just really fall more in love with you, and uh, Help us with just different barriers that we might have in front of us um, that is keeping us from you and keeping us from totally seeing your goodness. And uh, so as we sing these words and um, hear these words out of scripture about you and hear Megan talk about you, um, I pray that our hearts would all be transformed um, and that we'd be a different people group as we walk out these doors into our World. In your beautiful name, amen.
1: Good morning, church. <laughs> um, so I just have a scripture verse quick. Um, it's Psalm 59, verse 16. Uh, but I will sing of your strength, I will sing aloud of your steadfast love in the morning, for you have been to me a fortress and a refuge in the day of my distress. Um, So with that, why don't we stand up and let's praise the Lord.
2: Thank you guys. Welcome to Communitas. Um, My name is Lonnie. I am one of the elders here, um, and I get to give you guys communion. Um, For those of us here, a couple housekeeping items, of course. We have the communion up here at the front, the back, and off to the side here as well. Um, you will notice that each uh, set is uh, two cups. The bottom has the cracker, gluten free cracker, and the top has the, the juice. At home, you guys are welcome to join us, of course. Um, we've had some pretty creative options in the past with milk and orange juice and water and all sorts of other things, but I'll give you guys a minute to catch those. Um, communion is. I'm even nervous just, I'm not even preaching today, but I'm nervous just talking about communion because communion is a big deal. Um, historically, with the church, it was only ever done by priests, and it could only be given by a priest for it to actually be communion. Um, and even even in our modern like Protestant culture, we still really usually only do it with, uh, with the pastor most of the time following tradition, but during the Great Reformation, when the Protestant Church split off from the Catholic Church, one of the big things that um, Martin Luther m- made a big deal about, one of the reasons why he split it off, is the priesthood of all believers that we read about in the book of Hebrews. And that's when we re- when, when he realized that you didn't need a special priest to give communion, or to take confession, or all those things, because we all are priests. We all help facilitate others' salvation. And so, even me, I can come up here and give you guys communion. Um, and this was a, a continuation, as Mike often talks about, a continuation of the uh, traditional meal that the Jews celebrated of Passover, which was remembering their... Release from captivity in 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 Egypt, and he kind of co-opted that for 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 his meal, the Lord's Supper, that he took with his people in that upper room. And they would have recognized the connection there. They would have seen that and they would have they would have understood that what he was doing here and what he commanded them to do later was using that imagery of release from captivity. From the death of sin into the life with christ um and then as we've done that since then that's what we do we remember that we remember several things but um we're not alone this has been done for thousands of years now a couple thousand years now and it's done everywhere every country across the world when we sit down at this tiny little table and eat this meager meal We're sitting with millions of people throughout history and across the world. And we're remembering what Christ did for us by dying and taking away the punishment we had, freeing us, the victor of death and sin. We also want to remember that as we take our time, we, we want to think about that, but we also want to think about Anything we might need to confess and repent something we struggle with causes problems in our lives we also it's not just a, a sad time, it's also a remembrance of maybe victories we've had this week, things that we're doing right we want to remember that as well at communitas we don't um we don't require you to be a member to take uh, communion it's open communion we do ask that you be a repentant follower of Christ, uh, as that's what this is intended for. Uh, Children, of course, are at the discretion of the parents if uh, they want to partake. But uh, at this time, we're going to take about two or three minutes to quietly reflect on those things. Um, When you're ready, go ahead and hop up and Quietly grab your stuff and go back to your seat. And once I've seen everyone's done, I'll come up and and we'll do communion. Jesus gathered with his disciples to celebrate the Passover. While they were eating, Jesus took the bread. He gave thanks and he broke it. And he said, Take and eat. This is my body. And then he took the cup and gave thanks and he offered it to them saying drink from it all of you. This is my blood of the covenant which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. And I tell you I will not drink of the fruit of the vine from now until that day when I drink it anew with you in my father's kingdom. We'll have uh, Nick come up and read the scripture for today.
0: Going to be starting with uh, chapter 11, verse 31 through 12. 3. For you are to cross over the Jordan to go in to take possession of the land that the Lord your God is giving you. And when you possess it and live in it, you shall be careful to do all the statutes and the rules that I'm setting before you today. These are the statutes and rules that you shall be careful to do in the land that the Lord. The God of your fathers has given you to possess all the days that you live on the earth. You shall surely destroy all the places where the nations whom you shall dispossess serve their gods on the high mountains and on the hills and on and under every green tree. You shall tear down their altars and dash in pieces their pillars and burn their Asherim with fire. You shall chop down the carved images and their gods and destroy their name out of that place. Chapter 13, 1 through 3. If a prophet or a dreamer of dreams arises among you and gives you a sign or a wonder, and the sign or wonder that he tells you comes to pass, and if he says, Let us go after other gods which you have not known, and let us serve them, you shall not listen to the words of that prophet or that dreamer of dreams. For the Lord your God is testing you to know whether you love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. Uh, verse six through eight. If your brother, the son of your mother, or your son, or your daughter, or the wife you embrace, or your friend who is as your own soul entices you secretly, saying, let us go and serve other gods, which neither you nor your fathers have known, some of the gods of the peoples who are around you, whether near you or far off from you, from the one end of the earth to the other, you shall not yield to him. Or listen to him, nor shall your eye pity him, nor shall you spare him, nor shall you conceal him. Um, Verse 12 through 14. If you hear in one of your cities, which the Lord your God has given you to dwell there, that certain worthless fellows have gone out among you and have drawn away the inhabitants of their city, saying, Let us go and serve other gods which you have not known, Then you shall inquire and make search and ask diligently. And behold, if it be true and certain that such an abomination has been done among you. And then lastly, jumping ahead here, um, chapter 26, 16 through 17. This day the Lord your God commands you to do these statutes and rules. You shall therefore be careful to do them with all your heart and with all your soul. You have declared today that the Lord your God, that the Lord is your God, and that you will walk in His ways and keep His statutes and His commandments and His rules and will obey His voice.
1: Now, now is the time that we can dismiss the kids um, to go through these doors and back to a special time for their own teaching. So, my name's Megan Pence, and um, a lot of you might not know me um, for a couple different reasons. There's a couple different reasons people don't get to know me too well. The first reason is that I'm a mom. I've devoted the last 15 years of my life to raising, bringing up, homeschooling, and being with um, Chris and our five kids. Uh, three of our kiddos have special needs so we have spent a lot of the last 15 years at doctor's appointments at uh, therapy appointments OT PT and so that's really what I've devoted my last 15 years to Uh, the second reason a lot of people don't get to know me too well is I'm an introvert I am the queen of all introverts I would prefer to be back in that corner right back there hiding Um, I relate far too well to Deuteronomy or to Moses when he says, please, Lord, I've never been eloquent, for I'm slow to speech and slow to tongue. Um, That's definitely me. When uh, Moses, when when God called Moses to speak and Moses basically said, nope, I'm not a speaker. Um, That's kind of where I am. But the really cool thing is when God calls you to something, he equips you to do it. And so I am just really excited Through my nerves underneath there somewhere, there's some excitement because this is the Word of God, and I'm excited to be able to bring that to everybody today. And so I just wanted to take a minute to thank Pastor Mike for asking me to do this, and I wanted to take a minute to thank you guys for your patience as I kind of stumble through my very first um, preaching time. We are continuing on into Deuteronomy chapter 12 through 18. And as we've seen in the last couple chapters, we're talking about the Israelites, and they've been in slavery for hundreds of years. They've been wandering in the wilderness for 40 years, and they're just getting ready to cross over into the promised land, this great big thing that they've been waiting so long for. God had just given Moses the Ten Commandments, and Moses had just taught all of the Israelites how to follow these Ten Rules. He also sat them down and said, the most important rule is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. And so now he's sitting down and he's going into something that that a lot of people call um, the code of Deuteronomy. What it really is is a time where Moses, remember this person who doesn't like to speak, now has become a great leader and he Is entering a time of pastoral teaching of pastoral leading saying as you go in and you take this promised land this is how you are to live and so what what does he say to them what am I doing wrong is it my hair okay what does he say to them as they're getting ready to enter the promised land? He says, You are about to cross the Jordan to enter and take possession of the land the Lord your God has given When you have taken it over and are living there, be sure that you obey all the decrees and the laws I am setting before you today. These are the decrees, the laws you must be careful to follow, in the land the Lord, the God of your fathers, has given you to possess, as long as you live in the land. So, What I hear there is decrees and laws, rules, regulations. And I'm just going to be really honest. When Pastor Mike first said that he was going to be taking a very extended amount of time to preach through the Torah, I got a little nervous. Um, Genesis and Exodus, sure, there's lots of great stories, excitement. The creation of the world is there. But Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy... I was thinking, how is he going to do this? This is going to get long and tedious. Aren't those books kind of just long lists of genealogies and rules and laws and decrees? And how are we going to get through this? And um, I've been really pleasantly surprised at what Pastor Mike has brought to us. Um, He's talking to us about how these are a people who have been in slavery for hundreds of years. He's not giving them rules and laws to control and restrict them. He's teaching them how to live their life as they cross into the promised land. And so as he's been talking about that, it's reminded me of a trip we took as a family to Arizona in January. Um, We got to spend the entire month of January in Arizona this past year, and we loved it. I've never been there before. Um, But we went down as a family, and since we homeschool, why not homeschool in the sunshine? So uh, as we got down there, we realized uh, one of of our favorite things to do in Arizona was hiking. There's hiking trails all throughout. So every morning we would wake up, and David would run into our rooms, and he would say, we go walking in mountains today. And we'd get in the car every morning, and we'd just randomly find a new trail that we were going to hike on. And so on this particular day, Um, we found a new trail, and we all got out of the car and went on our ways. This is our uh, David and Grandpa Bill. They took up the front. They were always in the front. They're the most energetic, the most excited, and they take charge and lead the way, and the rest of us just kind of filled in. Um, Caleb and I would usually walk together so I could listen to all of his stories and hopefully help him not slip on the rocks. And Chris and his dad would take up the back and talk about sports and work and all the world's problems. But it didn't take us long to realize that this particular um, hike was gonna be quite a bit different. As we started out as usual, everything was great. And as we kept going, the trail, this picture was taken at the beginning of the trail, and the trail just continued to get narrower and narrower and rockier and rockier. And you see um, the cliff on the right-hand side um, that got deeper and deeper. There was a lake below with lots of giant rocks below. And there was one point when I yelled out to Grandpa Bill, Grandpa Bill, hold David's hand. And um, a lot of people here know David. As you just saw him leave, he experiences life to the fullest. Strangers are meant to be talked to. Mud puddles are meant to be jumped in. Um, and Paths are meant to be run on, cliffs are possibly meant to climb and jump off of. So Grandpa Bill reached down and held his hand, and the rest of that hour-long hike was the most exhausting hour of our lives. Um, Grandpa Bill was holding on to his hand, trying to keep him from jumping off the edge of the cliff, and David wanted nothing of that. He was sure that Grandpa was trying to destroy his day, control him, and ruin all of his fun. And Grandpa Bill continued to hold tighter and tighter, and David continued to pull and scream and cry. Yep, you guys remember (laughs) the whole way. We finally got home, and I fell into the chair, and I thought, that was exhausting. Why did David do that? If only he realized that Grandpa wanted to keep him safe, Grandpa wanted to keep him on the trail, that all of the blessing, all of the excitement was on the trail... And if he had his way and left that trail, all that waited for him was prickly cactuses, biting snakes, and a cliff that could cause a lot of hardship and pain. And it was during that moment of frustration that God very specifically tapped on my shoulder and said, um, that's the life I want for you, moving into different lands. And so it was very common for a nation to come into a, Different land and um, encounter these different places of worship. What often happened was they just left the places of worship be. They would bring in whatever gods they were worshiping and they would just accumulate the gods that were in the land. Hey, we'll just worship all of these gods together. Or in the rare situation, sometimes they would also um, maybe go in and destroy those places of worship, but they might keep this really valuable. He knows that we're so weak. We're so weak. And so the first thing he did was when they went in to the promised land to completely destroy those physical um, temptations. Actually, the Old Testament t- doesn't even make mention of the Israelites doing this. When they went into the promised land, it doesn't say that they destroyed those places of worship. And if they did destroy those places of worship, um, They might have built them back up because we see throughout the Old Testament struggle after struggle as they followed or turned towards um, gods from the lands and not the true God. So in chapter 13, if you thought this was hard, chapter 13 goes even deeper. He takes us a step deeper into um, examining and getting rid of our temptation. Back here, I don't know what's happening. Stand like this. (laughs) Um, chapter 13 goes on to say if a prophet or one who foretells by dreams appears among you and announces to you a miraculous sign or wonder and if the sign or wonder of which he has spoken takes place and he says let us follow other gods and let us worship them you must not listen to the words of that prophet or dreamer so again, in those days, it was very common to have prophets and dreamers and people doing miracles and people having dreams. Think of um, the just the story of Joseph getting his revelations from God in dreams. It was very common for people to get those words from God and to get those words um, from places that aren't from God. And so, God is or Moses was speaking to the Israelites about the spiritual leaders of those days. Some of the spiritual leaders look good on the outside, but we need to um, constantly be thinking about who those spiritual leaders are pointing us to. And, and Moses said, the way we find that out as as they entered into the promised land is, does this prophet or dreamer, not do they do miracles, because some of them might do miracles, but are they leading you to or away from God. And if those spiritual leaders are leading them away from God, then they need to resist them at all areas. Um, Matthew 7 says, watch out for false prophets. They come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ferocious wolves. First Peter says, your enemy, the devil, prowls like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Temptation doesn't just sit idly by in the corner. Temptation is constantly looking for us, looking good in sheep's clothing. We can't just say, oh, you know, this pastor preached a great sermon and made me feel good. But did they lead you towards Christ or away from Christ? Did the prophets in the Old Testament lead the Israelites towards Christ or away from Christ? And if they lead you away from Christ, you need to always, like the Bereans, be questioning what we're being taught. And if they're leading you towards Christ, follow them with all of you. But if they're leading you away from Christ, you need to resist that. And there's there's a second group of people that we need to constantly be on the lookout for temptation, and that's our friends and family. This is getting even harder than donuts and pizza. Now we're, now we're constantly looking at what our friends and family are telling us. Uh, 13.6 says, If your very brother, or your son or daughter, or the wife you love, or your closest friend secretly entices you, saying, let us go and worship other gods, Do not yield to him or listen to him. This gets a little bit harder. And Jesus even goes even further. In Luke, he says, If anyone comes to me and does not hate his father and mother, his wife and his children, his brothers and sisters, yes, even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. This is really harsh terminology. And Jesus wasn't saying, you should hate the people who are closest to you. Jesus or Moses in the Old Testament and Jesus in this verse in Luke are both saying to constantly be questioning what voices are you listening to and to take drastic measures to be listening to the voices that are leading you towards God, even if it's your mother, your brother, your sister, your daughter, your wife. Because God knows our hearts again. He knows how easily we're led into temptation. He knows that our spiritual leaders might lead us away. He knows that our friends and family might lead us away. And the last area that they cover in Deuteronomy is just society in general leading you astray. Chapter 13, verse 12 says, If you hear it said about one of the towns the Lord your God is giving you to live in, that wicked men have arisen among you and have led the people of their town astray, saying, Let us go and worship other gods, then you must inquire, probe, and investigate it thoroughly. So just like us today, the Israelites were tempted by the status quo, were tempted by peer pressure, we're tempted to follow the crowd. This entire town is telling them to worship other gods. Again, God knows our hearts, and knows that um, we succumb to peer pressure, we succumb to temptation. Um, Peer pressure slowly changes what we think is right, and we need to be constantly watchful and ready to take extreme measures to extinguish that temptation. So that's a lot. That's a lot. As they're entering the Promised Land, Moses starts with temptation destroying the things that might tempt you and being critical and alert and consciously thinking about who's speaking into your lives and who's leading you. Why? Why is this such a big deal for Moses as they're entering the promised land? Why is this such a big deal for God? Um, My why is actually going to come at the end of this particular section of Moses' teaching, and that means I'm going to steal from Pastor Mike's preaching next week. (laughs) Sorry. Um, But at the very end, Moses just sums it up perfectly, his why. Is his why, is his telling the Israelites to do this, to control them and keep them from having fun? Or is it to give them blessings? It says, um, The Lord your God commands you this day to follow these decrees and laws. Carefully observe them with all your heart and with all your soul. Why? The Lord has declared this day that you are his people, his treasured possession, as he promised, and that you are to keep all of his commandments. He has declared that he will set you in praise, fame, and honor high above all the nations. He has made all the nations he has made, and that you will be a people holy to the Lord your God, as he promised. He's not giving us these laws and decrees to ruin our day. He's giving us these laws and decrees because we are his treasured possession and he wants us to live the life of blessing. So where are you today? As you leave and think about how to apply um, these words from Deuteronomy, and we think about where are each of us today? Maybe you're someone who's never reached out for God's hand. Maybe you're someone who's so far off the path, you think, I couldn't even find the path if I wanted to, and God wouldn't let me on the path if I tried. Well, don't worry. God has his hand out for you. All you need to do is grab a hold of that hand and commit yourself to walking on the path of life with him. Maybe you're a person who started out on the path, walking happily, but like David, You're fighting against God, fighting to give him control of your life because you're sure that um, God wants to control you and ruin all your fun. Well, today is the day for you to take God's hand and to commit to walking with him because the the view from the trail is awfully nice, and that's where you're going to have his blessings and his protection. And maybe you're walking with God, holding his hand and enjoying the path, but you just have that one crumb of donut, that one crumb of temptation left in your pocket that you're not willing to destroy. Today's your day to take that temptation and destroy it and more fully commit your life to following and walking with God.